0: Welcome to the Contra Stoic Podcast. In this series, guests will share their stories to help each of us broaden our perspective. Learning who they were, where they are, and what sparked their change can help us connect, see others for who they are, learn new ideas, and ways to grow as we go through this journey we call life. Follow Conscious Stoic on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more info, go to conscious enjoy this episode and today we have anna on the podcast anna gave me a little bio about herself she was born and raised in kansas which has five people in it she clicked her ruby red slippers about two and a half years ago and ended up living in phoenix az she works at a refuge resettlement and in her free time she's absolutely in love with running hiking Gardening, Helping Others, and Listening to Podcasts, a.k.a. this one, the Conscious Stoic Podcast. So, uh, with no further ado, welcome Anna.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me
0: on. It's good to have you on here, man. you excited? I'm so
1: excited, a little nervous, but...
0: Everybody gets nervous in front of the mic. Yeah. It's like everybody's got swag and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna kill it. And then the mic cuts on and they're like, ugh. I know,
1: uh, I know. Uh, I'm secretly dying right now. But stuff it's all good.
0: in things. And uh, we can cut and edit any of this, so don't worry about that. True.
1: You know, alive. there's yeah. nobody
0: here what well, if it was live that'd be fucking nerve
1: wracking. absolutely that, that would, would be even worse <laughs>
0: Terrified. <laughs> so i'm gonna start off probably a little backwards than i usually start off because i'm super interested in this refuge resettlement so what is that okay. what do you do
1: yeah so refugee resettlement is the organization i work at is called the international rescue committee
0: okay shout um, out to the international rescue committee irc what's their website
1: uh, rescue.org.
0: Okay. Can they donate on that website? You can. You
1: can donate on rescue.org right now. You can cut this if you want, but um, especially during the COVID-19 crisis, um, we are seeking emergency funds for clients that uh, lost their jobs, um, need rental assistance. So you can donate on rescue.org. Um, but basically, in short, refugee resettlement is a program that started in America in, I believe, the 1960s. Um, and our funding has been drastically cut because of the administration. Um, but we help refugees um, kind of get them adjusted to America, right? Like Refugee 101, um, English, getting them a job, healthcare, insurance, benefits, um, teaching them how to be self-sufficient in the United States, right? So, um, that's kind of what we do and, and we have over, we have offices all around the country and all over the world. So Phoenix is just one of many.
0: Do you enjoy it?
1: I do. It's an uphill battle. I'm not going to lie. Like it's, um, it can be exhausting and it makes you frustrated at the current system that we have, especially Phoenix. It's, it's rough, you know? Um, And, and just looking at people's backstories and the trauma that they face and the current struggles they face when they come to America. Like I was just talking about this yesterday. Like it's definitely an uphill battle, you know, and that's kind of something that we have to deal with on a daily basis. But with, with all of the small losses, like they're huge wins, you know, when you see a client that has started their own business and they're incredibly successful.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Um
1: yeah
0: you got to play a small part in that
1: exactly like that's that's what makes it all worth it
0: 100% yeah so how was the first half marathon it
1: was it was good I'm not gonna lie it was really hard so I started out the half marathon and I have shin splints I don't know if I ever talked to you about that but um I have really really bad shin splints whenever I run sometimes so like two miles into it I started to feel shin splints coming on and of course my mind was just like hey I'm not gonna finish this like I'll, I'll i'll have to walk by mile six i'll have to do this next year you know during the next phoenix to Mesa a half marathon um but it was interesting because i just kind of kept running through it and i got the time that i wanted to get and it was all good that's the best yeah it is i was really stuck with it actually
0: that's why i enjoy running yeah because i want to quit yes mile five i'm like i just want to quit i just need a break yeah i just need to chill I'm like one more mile one more mile and I'll chill. Yeah. And I get that mile down. I'm like, one more mile and I'll chill. Yeah. And then you get that, like, so for me, it's like the halfway point, And then you turn back around and come back. Cause mm-hmm. I don't do a lap very often. I just run down central and then I come back. I run, I run down central, I run past the stadium and then I come back up. And when I get, I'm like, get to the stadium. I'm like, God, I got three fourths so of this run left. Mm-hmm. And then I hit the stadium. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm halfway there. Mm-hmm. I've never stopped before so I can't stop today. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know it's
0: like I can't today can't be the day I don't make it all the way back home running.
1: Right, it's like that mental struggle oh, too. And that's it. when the runner's high comes on. Is like after you want to stop running and you continue through it, it's like that's when that euphoric feeling comes on. I'm that's run the right best after part. part this. About it. I'm Dude, going to run as
0: soon as this is you just got me so excited I know.
1: Run. I wanted to run this morning so bad but I just couldn't yeah. I couldn't get out of bed early enough to do it. So. Maybe you'll
0: run after this too. I got
1: to yeah later got, later oh, today got, yeah you're yeah, like, you're going yeah car shopping yeah that is what you're doing I'm so stoked honestly that's what's up i just like looking at cars all
0: right so let's start off with the question of the ages
1: okay yeah. who's Anna that is such a big question that is a huge question it is but we only big got about question. five
0: minutes to answer this question
1: okay um yeah so God how do I even start man um I'm I have. Like I have struggles, you know, just like anyone. I have
0: the struggle is a lot of struggles. Yeah, I'm
1: just kidding. (laughs) I have a lot of struggles and a lot of successes in my life, right? Like that's what makes it worth living. Hundred percent. And that's what makes it worth growing. At the same time, Um, you know, with my background, because I really wanted to talk about my background and how that plays a part in who I am today. Hundred percent. Not that it's some interesting story. It's a pretty basic, average, typical American Midwest story. Gotcha. Um, But, you know, I grew up thinking that, and I, I really owe this to the way that my parents raised me. I grew up thinking that, like, men and women were completely on the same playing field. I'm in the middle of two. I have an older brother and a younger brother, and, like, we always competed in athletics. We always had the same friends. Um we always were like incredibly supportive of each other and still have that little sibling rivalry going on. And that was like, I owe that to the way my parents raised us, especially as a woman. I've just been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, in, in America today, it's like, how does my background affect the way that I, um, operate now, you know, Um, and with having like my father as this very prominent, um, attorney in Kansas, right? Like he was more or less, he was a campaign manager of some campaigns. Um, he was a lobbyist and then my mom was a nurse. So it was very, just like almost leave it to Beaver, um, upbringing, you know, and, with that, I always thought I would never have any struggles because of the way that I was raised, right? And, you know, when I get to college and I and I I take all these liberal arts classes and I start to realize that the world isn't quite the way that I thought it was, you know, it was like a very harsh reality of growing up, I think. Um, that's when it, it just kind of rocked my view of the world. And what do you of, mean? What rocks your view of the world? Yeah, like, I, I started to learn, like, throughout history that women are not equal to men. Like, they're just not. It doesn't, if you and I started working the exact same job right now, statistics show that you would end up with higher pay. Me? me? Yes, yes, absolutely. Even me, wow. Yes, African American men got their voting rights.
0: Before women. Yes. Women. Yeah, I know.
1: And it's such an interesting trend. Um,
0: All men are created equal, except for slaves and women. Exactly. But everybody else. Everyone else. I mean, is mean, not poor people either. <laughs> if you own land, then we're all equal.
1: Yeah. I right. wish they would
0: roll it that way, though.
1: I do like, too. Ah, but but you know. here's the exception to the rule.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay, so I get it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, um, it's a different way of viewing it, I think. But anyways, when I was in college, that really shaped my view of who I wanted to be because I I always wanted to follow my parents path right Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna graduate from college i'm gonna go to law school um i'm gonna be a contributing member of society and that all changed for me in college um especially like with my with my own personal freedom i started uh drinking and doing drugs a lot and just really enjoying the party scene in college and i was in a sorority so it was oh, really, my God. You're a sorority girl? I was vice president social standards of my sorority. Oh, there we go. What, I know. What is it? Which one? Uh, Delta Gamma okay. at the University of Kansas. We were DGs. Okay. Yeah. Right. It was like dirty girls, do goods, and the other one people said were date grabbers. <laughs> so it just kind of depended on who was talking about it at the time. I got you. Um, yeah, but it was really easy to blend in. I I could still hold up my grades, and, like, I could still party on the weekends, and that made me feel like I was an exception, because I didn't have to work part-time.
0: Exception to what rule?
1: Exception to the rule that, like, even though I know that I'm leading myself down a path that I'm going to have to face eventually, right, with all the legal charges, with all of the um, money burning, at least my grades are still decent. Like, you literally burn money? Yeah. Like burn through it okay gotcha. <laughs> everybody's Things like what burning money that's crazy <laughs> spending money that's there you go. All right. um yeah man i just thought i was like the world owed me something hmm. you know like as long as i have good grades and i'm involved um i can drink as much as i want i can party as much as i want you know and it was i would say it's um if anything, that's a view of being uh, entitled. Yes. Without a doubt, entitlement. Yeah. You know. You owe me something. Exactly. The world owes me something. So you why? you
0: not made history?
1: Yes. <laughs> do
0: you not understand what it's like for me?
1: Exactly. Give me
0: what I need now.
1: Yes, and who knows? Maybe that's like playing the victim card, the woman card, um, the background that I came from. All of us do it. Yeah, right. More or less, all of us do it. I fucking do it. Yeah. So it was just. My headphones keep falling off. I'm sorry. Um, so it was just a, a time of self exploration. And that's when I realized, like, no, I want to give back to the community that I'm involved in. You know, like, I want to do something good for others. I don't want to be a shithead anymore. You know, like, I don't want to take from society like I've been taking for so long, I want to give to society. And, um, you know, that's when I started to look at international global studies as a major public policy. I lived in Jordan for three months when I was in college. Um, and that's what really kind of shaped who I am today. I think we're, we're all of those experiences, um, more or less. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: And then you so give us the, so you graduate college.
1: Graduated college.
0: How'd you end up here?
1: Yeah, I got a job offer working at the International Rescue <laughs> Committee here in Phoenix, Arizona. And one of my goals was, like, I have to get away from Kansas. You know, I have to leave this place. I can't live here. I don't want to raise family Why? here. As great as it was for me, I don't... Like, there's not a ton of opportunity in Kansas. And, like, there's not a lot to do. Gotcha. Like, I loved growing up there. But for me, it's just, like, there's not... There's just not a lot going on.
0: So you came to the desert.
1: I came to the middle of the desert, man, and I wanted to go west. That was my goal. Cali. Yeah, Cali's the ultimate goal, but whatever. Phoenix is close enough, right? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I ended up here, and and I think my life has grown tremendously in Phoenix. And like, I don't, I don't know. You you've moved before, mm-hmm. yeah, a and times. been alone. A hundred times. Like you know that feeling. Mm-hmm. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. It is terrifying. So I think that's one of the like I I was terrified when I moved to Phoenix for probably the first 6 months, right? Like I didn't know which way was up, I didn't know which way was down. Um at that point I I had only I had not quit drinking and drugging but 3 months before I moved to Kansas. So I was like this very raw person. I didn't know how to handle myself um without using drugs and and drinking all the time so it was it was one of the hardest things that I've faced but it was also one of the things where I have allowed myself to grow the most you know what I mean because I was taught from so early on that it's like unless you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation you will not grow
0: so you already knew that
1: well, yeah
0: you already knew that the change needs to occur from within
1: absolutely
0: so So you have this period where you grow up with these parents who teach you all people are equal, right? Yeah. Like, you have every opportunity in the world if you work hard for. it. Exactly. Yes. And then you have this period you get to college. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck it all.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm going
0: to party. Is it like a, like, the world sucks and everything's not fair kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. So you go through, you're like, the world sucks, it's not fair. What was the beginning of the, where you went back to home? Like, what made you sit back and, and be like, you know what, like, I need to change, I mean, probably with some legal shit, partially, right. right? But what internally caused you to just be like, you know what, like, I don't have to continue living life like this, and maybe it's not as bad as I make it seem That's like, a
1: great question. Um I I was in my senior year of college, and by that point, like, man, I gained like 50 pounds, because I wasn't doing any physical activity. I was... I was just drinking all the time, you know? It was like a it was a life of sloth is what I it's what I think of it as. Um and by that time, you know, I was dating I was dating a heroin and, and meth addict and I myself was it was an alcoholic. Good choices. Um, great choices. Oh. Yeah, we were great together. Life. Yeah. Abusive relationship and it finally got to this point where I was like, I don't I don't even feel anything. Like, I don't feel anything. I don't give a shit about anything. Do I really want to feel like that at the age of 22 years old? Like, do I really want to feel like I'm 75 right now at the age of 22? Um, and I think there was just a night where I was like, I'm going to stay in Lawrence, fucking Kansas, working as a bartender and a cocktail waitress for the rest of my life, unless I change something hmm. drastically that I've never tried to do before. Um, And that was kind of just the the major turning point was a realization. It was a realization that if nothing, if I cannot change, then my life will not change. You know, it's not about the people. It's not about the way I was raised. It's not about getting back at my parents. Um, It's about having that change from within that you mentioned, you know, and of course the legal troubles helped. Tremendously as well, and I also think it was graduating college that played a huge role in it too. Grow up a little bit. Yeah, it was a, it was a realization. It was, uh you know, like okay, time to I have to find a job now. I have to be responsible and and get my life together. So it, it ended up being good timing, I would say, which I'm pretty grateful for. Um, was just getting getting sober and at the same time uh, looking for a job. But it was funny because. Once I graduated college, you know, there was like a couple months where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just sit around my parents' house applying for jobs. And I worked for, I worked on an organic farm um, in North Topeka right after college, right? So it's like a part-time job. It was really chill. But I also think that had a lot to do with like getting back to me because What I did for this farm, I literally just, I harvested for them and I seeded for them. And it was a very like isolating job kind of, but I was, I got to be outside.
0: And sit with yourself
1: in nature. Yes. And like, I cannot, I cannot stress enough, like how important that has been for me because there was such a time when I didn't feel strong. I didn't feel confident. I didn't feel strong. Um, but whenever I was outside like, I would take these long walks, right, that eventually turned into runs. And, like, that's something I can have control over. Like, that's something that made me feel powerful. Because I was always told, like, what can you do to feel powerful? You know, even if every other aspect of your life you don't. And I am I think I'm grateful for that because I've carried that on to my life here. Because um, even now, like, life is, life is good, but it's busy. And there's a lot of things that I need to commit to and a lot of things to balance and one of the things that i feel most in control of is when i get to go outside for a run Mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier um
0: you know it's something
1: that makes me feel powerful in a world that i don't always feel powerful in you know do you
0: do you still have that that lingering thought that the world's not fair
1: yeah without a doubt i do i do and it's something that i've had to do a lot of uh inner work on for Mm -hmm. sure because I, I mean, Claudia and I were talking about this like probably a month and a half ago, but I remember the conversation very vividly because that goes into this idea of thinking, okay, I don't think the world's fair. Does that make me a victim? No. Do I really want to play the victim card? The world's not fair. It's not fair, but never will. But I don't want to view that. Like, how does viewing the world isn't fair help me in any way, shape or form? If anything, it helps with my job, right? Like, I know I want to commit the rest of my life to giving back to disenfranchised communities, mm-hmm. whether I eventually go to law school and be, become an attorney for asylum seekers or criminal defense even, right? But how else does that help me in my personal life, you know, thinking that the world isn't fair? Because it's not, I mean, It's a rough place. How do, you,
0: how do you carry the duality of like, okay, I know the world's not fair. Yeah. Right? Like, for me, I have to know that the world's not fair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have, I have, to, be, I have to be aware enough of where I'm at to make sure I'm safe.
1: hmm
0: Because if I'm in the wrong place, if I'm, like, living my life, like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, everything's free, pulled over, yes. arrested. What are you doing in this neighborhood? Yeah. Right? So I have to carry this duality, like, okay, I know that for some people the world is not fair. In certain places, for me, the world's not fair. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to carry around this, like, viewpoint of, like, I'm the victim, and it's so sad, and I can't get anything, and I got to work 16 times as hard as everybody else to get ahead, right? Right. Like, how do you carry that duality of, like, okay, I'm free to be who I am, I'm free to make my own choices, I'm free to be a person, but I also know that there are going to be more barriers for entry for me. Maybe I have to knock six doors, the other person has to knock two before one
1: opens. This is such great questions oh my gosh um i think part of that is learning to learning that like i'm just a piece i'm just a piece of the world 100%. and i want to be in the natural rhythm of of that life cycle right and and i want to contribute to it um And I I, I just want to be a good member of society. Like that's all I want at the end of the day, because I wasn't for so long. And, you know, I once heard that like, sometimes if you want to be successful, like you have to sacrifice happiness every Mm. now and then, right? And like knowing that too, like if you work hard, you're going to sacrifice something. Always. Whether that's friendships, um, happiness, stress, right? um that's part of it too and i think that's part of the balance right and plays a little bit into the duality of the world is unfair i know it's unfair what can i do to change that And my short time on this
0: earth right you don't yeah. want to be one people complaining about how everything sucks but never doing anything
1: to exactly change. i mean i don't want to be that person posting on facebook that's All why right. i don't post those on facebook because it's like do something like you know, get out change. there yeah well, out post that's a change except not yeah, it i is. mean maybe it is people read it maybe uh, it's a little
0: ripple a got, ripple
1: effect but
0: i got a 100 likes and 12 comments look at me changing <laughs> know, the world.
1: oh that drives me nuts it's like
0: it's not i mean whatever if that's the if that's the way people want to live their life it's that's cool right yeah for me it's like this um this real i really think about that stuff right like I have a picture on my wall, right? Like that picture right there, right? Yeah,
1: I wanted to ask you about that. Most
0: people don't know what that picture is, right? It's a picture of a black dude drinking from a colored water. Water. Oh, wow. Water fountain, right? Wow. Because he couldn't drink from the water fountain with everybody else. And it's right outside my room for a reason. Right outside my fucking room for a reason. I want to see that every time I get up. Not like, oh, fucking America sucks, right? But it's like, for you, being a woman, right? Um, it's so much better than it was. So much better. And I got to remember that. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Mm-hmm. Thank you, buddy, for doing that for me to have the freedoms that I have today. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Are we even? No. Has it ever been even in history? No. Mm-hmm. Never will be. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. There will always be some disenfranchised population of people. Forever. Yeah. For the rest of humanity, that is just the way it works. that is life. Nature is cold and unforgiving
1: right.
0: Some animals are weak and they get eaten, some animals are strong and they're at the top. Mm-hmm. That's life. And I know that I'm very aware of that, right? So for me, I look at it and it's like, so if I live this good life right like you you live this great life, you do all this stuff to help people, you're in the community, you want to make this change, right? And that's what you're living for. And if you're doing that angrily, I'm going to change the world. Look at me. We're going to change it because it's not fair. And now I'm pissed off and angry all the time because all I'm thinking about is how much shit sucks, Mm -hmm. how much I need to change, what I need to do. And I'm thinking about not myself. Right. I'm thinking about all this external crap that I have no real control over. I can do the work, but I can't make that change. Right. People have to hopefully people can listen and they can hear and they can agree with that message. And then together, united, we can make that change, right? Yeah. And then I die. Yeah. Who won? Nobody. Right. Because it's going to restart. <laughs> it's just going to restart. There's going to be another you, fucking 100 years from now, doing exactly what you do. Yeah. It will always be that way. That will never
1: stop. So here, can I ask you a question? No. How do you deal with that part of you? Like, at the end of the day, we're all going to die anyways. Like, the nihilism. Because it sounds like you're familiar with that yeah. and how to deal with that. Because that's something I personally um, struggle with every now and then. It's like, oh my God, And in 100 years, every single person I know will be dead. So what? what is the point? The
0: every way. now
1: and then, that question comes into my mind.
0: Are you being you? Authentically, by doing that.
1: By asking myself that? No,
0: by doing what you do, who you are now. Yeah. Are you authentically being yourself? Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. I couldn't be anybody else.
1: No.
0: Martin Luther King couldn't have been anybody else. JFK could not have been anybody else. Yeah. It's who they are. This is who you are. Mm -hmm. You're that person that does this stuff because that is your calling and that is what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And you can ignore it. For as long as you want to. And you will not find that peace, that internal okayness without it. And so what if it doesn't make this huge change that's going to last forever? That's not the point. The point is that I am who I am. A lung cell is a lung cell. It can't be the cells that are in your muscles. It is what it's not sitting in your body like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm really a lung cell. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm a heart cell, you know. look, let me change and be a heart cell, and he goes and be a heart cell that does a horrible job. Because it's not what it's intended. It's not its purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not my, my purpose is not to be the other side of the fucking argument, right? My my point is not to subjugate people and not to make people feel small and to to think that people are different. My point is to to think that all people are the same, regardless of what they look like, what color they are, what gender they are it's just not, I'm I'm not the kind of person that looks at people and excludes them for very many reasons, right? Yeah. More, pretty much the only reason is because I treat people. Like, that one might hit me, but even then, it might be fucking, like, goaded with, like, ego, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just really, like, I'm authentically being myself, and I know I'm authentically being myself, when I'm not angry anymore.
1: Totally. And that reminds me of, you know, there was a... Someone that once told me, they are like, you will not, you will never find, you will never find inner peace until you're able to walk into a room and not think you're less than or more than.
0: Poundy, So everyone hard. Else
1: but equal, right? 100%. Like in this sense, um, I, I don't consider myself religious, but in the sense that we're all children of God, right? Like we're all from the same. We're all here we're all made of the same stuff exactly that is my people
0: think dude people think right like this confidence i'm confident because i'm better than everybody it's such a it's such a misnomer mm. i really don't feel like true confidence comes from thinking that you're better than anyone yeah. i really feel like true confidence comes from you knowing you're exactly the same totally it's every person so when you walk in a room you're not judging you're yes. not judging yourself you're just here. Yes. All I have is this this podcast that we're recording right now. That's it. That's the only thing that's real in my life. Right. Everything else is
1: thoughts. Yeah. And You're that's done. like, it's such an easy idea. And it it's such an easy concept, you know? And like, that's something that I practice because I have this, I have this, um, little painting, uh, or drawing cut out that is framed in our kitchen, um, that a mentor, wrote for me at one time and it says that exact same thing right like less than cross out more than cross out and then equal is circling it and it's like that's something that i want to work towards so bad and that i've i have i have struggled with you know (laughs) i think everyone does more or less it's a very hard practice to come to terms with and I think, like, when you look at the most famous um, changers, right, of, of history, like MLK or, or, like, Gandhi or Mother Teresa, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Obama and even Clinton. I just I have a lot of respect for those people. Um, I think they really practice that. Is that, like, they are equal to everyone else. Like, they just want to help society and make a difference. They're not better than. They're not less than. Um, but they're the exact same. Because at the end of the day, we all want the same things, right? Yeah. Like love, happiness, a little bit of money. Um, or a
0: lot of bit of money.
1: Or a lot of bit of money, yeah. And, and comfort and security.
0: And we have so much of it in this country. We
1: so do. We so do. Yeah, you. Are you sure? I know. It's like we're talking about all of these um you know like maslow's hierarchy of yeah, needs like yeah. we're at the tip top right yes. now we are so lucky that well, we even get is, to talk about that. well this.
0: the top is self-actualization
1: so we're kind of at the top right? well yeah you
0: were definitely there you found yourself that's yeah. the top The top of maslow's is not i think it's like food shelter food shelter is at the bottom right yeah it's like love and belonging and- since yes. it's been in like community or something like that. yeah and at the top of it it's this 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 term self-actualization. Mm-hmm. Like who am I with my purpose? Mm-hmm. Your purpose is to help people yeah and help do change. Yeah, right. And I feel like we separate ourselves too much, right? Especially when you feel like you're right. Mm-hmm. especially when you're like, you know what everybody's equal. And then the dudes like people aren't equal. And you can't even see the similarities in that. And the similarity is, is both of you really feel like you're right. Mm-hmm. You're over here like, how could you believe that everybody's not equal? How could you think that people are different based off of whatever? And he's like, well, what do you mean? Everybody, look at history. This
1: is how it goes, or whatever that argument
0: is, right? And the, the thing is, is everybody's on these two opposite sides, believing that
1: they're absolutely right. Just butting heads bringing up points for days
0: yeah look at this 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 look in this look at, and it's all you
1: see so do you think that's uh do you think that's ego do you think that like goes back to ego or do you think it goes back to someone fighting for something they want whether it's right or wrong until they just get completely shut down
0: i think it's because we get too stuck in in the way we were raised and what we believe is true and never question whether or not what we think might not be true. Yeah. Because you get stuck in that. And that's why this whole podcast is formed for people to, like, talk about, like, how did you change? Yeah. How did you take in so, How can I stand in the middle? Yeah. How can I know for me that this is true, but how can I hold space to listen to you? Because if we still stand at two opposite points, we're never getting anything down. Mm-hmm. How about we just sit back and be like, man, we got it pretty fucking good. Yeah, you got it good. I got it good. We think different, but we both got it pretty. <laughs> right. We both, we both We're are. Lucky. We live good lives. Yes. You eat at the same restaurants. I eat at. Yeah. You know, you shop at the grocery store. Eat the same foods. Mm-hmm. Right. We probably drive very similar cars.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We got it pretty good.
1: Pretty damn good. So
0: how about we just accept that? Chill out. Find a median. Listen to some. Cause I bet you, if you sat and listened to that person's story, there's gonna be some points. Where you're gonna be like, man, you really made it through some really tough stuff. Like, man, I get that. Oh, your kid got cancer. That'll stop you in dead tracks. Mm -hmm. Yelling, you gotta think people are equal. They're not equal. Look what happened to my kid. It got cancer. And the healthcare system, you're like, whoa, I agree with that, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, right. Yeah, kids shouldn't get cancer. That sucks. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, now we're, we're talking about something that's just not these two opposing ideas. Yeah. And I think people have way more in common than they don't. Totally, but I think we eye on what we don't have in common.
1: Yeah, that's
0: what we identify.
1: Yeah, we don't look for the similarities in people. We should. We definitely should, and that's something that I think for growth wise too. um, The way that I have like had this experience to grow is when I meet people now. I really, I just really want to focus on what are our similarities rather than our differences, you know? And I think that's really opened me up to, like, a lot more um, friends and and community. And, like, I'm a really curious person. I'm very curious. And I think that goes back to, like, why do I like listening to podcasts? Because it helps me connect. Like, I'm curious. I love learning new things. And I never want to stop that because there was previously this point in my life where I didn't care about anything mm. other than what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's just been this great area of self-growth where I get to I get to do my best at helping people and, and like, fulfill my curious nature and, and be outside and, and work in a great job that I love. Like, thank you for mentioning that earlier, because even now it's like, I'm so, I'm so unbelievably lucky, you know, like we all are, and it depends if I want to realize that or not for the day that I wake up every single day. Do I want to accept that I'm lucky and I am in this, um, beautiful position in life right now? Beautiful, right? Good friends, good family. We live in one of the most beautiful cities on earth with 300 days of sunshine a year or do I want to like wake up that day and focus on like fuck dude I gotta go to work today then I gotta do this after work you know and then I gotta talk to this person and this person and um just walking past miracles yeah walking
0: just walk just walking right past yes. just, just just speeding past them on the freeway yes. just like just gotta get to work right. in a sunny air-conditioned car you know, just just amazingness. Just, yeah. You're just like, I got to get to work, and then this, and then that, and this, and then you don't understand. And it's like, hey, man, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Exactly. It might be a little bit more difficult for some people, depending on what you want to do. But you can pretty much do anything you want, man. Yeah. When you press that, go be press yeah. Go ahead. Maybe you'll have to work harder the next thing, but who cares? Right. Yeah.
1: I don't
0: want to drive past beauty anymore. Yes, exactly. I hate it. I hate missing this. Mm-hmm. This shit's fun as fuck. It is. We're just sitting here chopping it up. Right. Like this is it. Yeah. What else is there, man? It's so what if I implement change, I implement change. If I don't, I don't. I was mean Cool. Right.
1: If, and like, did your best. Right. Yeah.
0: I didn't have to do my best. I just did me. Yeah, and by being me, that's doing my best. Yeah. Now is there going to be like struggles and hardships, and is it always going to be fun? No, because, but the hard times make the fun times good. The fun times make the
1: hard times hard. Mm-hmm. And I need both because that's life. And by you just saying that too, like in that statement, you literally interpret a different way. You just said like relationships are the most important thing. Hundred percent. Um. Because I think I used to, I was like, I'm just going to be a (laughs) lone wolf the rest of my life. Yeah. 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 And then I got to this point where it was like, I feel best when I'm with people that I love. Mm. I feel best when I have the love of my life by my side, Mm -hmm. you know, or when I'm with my family or when I'm like uh, working with my team on a project at work. And we're all like five in and finishing this project together. Like it's the best feeling ever. And I didn't, I didn't used to believe that because um, I didn't want to have to deal with people. But now it's like it, there's so many of these themes that we've talked about throughout this, you know, like looking at similarities, realizing that everyone's on the exact same playing field. We all want the same thing. Um, that's part of the true, like, kind of cool thing about learning how to have friendships and relationships with people. Mm-hmm. It's well worth it. Um, the greatest part of my past three years in Phoenix has been, like, relationships. Easily. Like, that makes or breaks it. 100%. It truly does, unless you're, you know, I don't know, unless you're, I don't know, just someone that doesn't bug it. Relationships. But yeah. Real
0: deep ones. You can have all the money in the world. yeah, And have no real friends and be miserable. Yeah. You can be the poorest of the poor and have amazing people in your life and be happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's your life really about? Being content, being okay, and understanding that life is life, but you'll be fine regardless Or being pissed off and angry and wasting your life because you don't think that it's fake. Yeah. And I've wasted, and a lot of people have wasted many years, man.
1: So many, man. We got to make them up.
0: Right. We got to make them up. And that's
1: like, that's, a, that's the best part about it.
0: <laughs> that's good stuff. How yeah. can I love the entire world? Yeah. Never will. Ever, a, it's a un- it's a good goal, right? It's a goal you'll never make it to, right? Right. Or you're just like this super chill person. It's alright, dude. I, get it. <laughs> I understand.
1: Which means it's something to keep working towards, though. It's the you marathon you'll never.
0: It's the marathon you'll never finish. Yeah. You know, until yeah. you die. Why do Not I keep saying this? Like every episode, it's like, oh, do die? It's like whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Live life, great. <laughs> existential
0: crisis over here no not at all dude yeah. i've I accepted that fact that that is the way that life is yeah you know
1: I, i'm slowly like, surely
0: all right so for anybody that's out there struggling that's stuck and you know life isn't fair and things aren't what they want them to be or they don't feel connection with people what advice you got for
1: them know that you're worth it, like know that you are worthy of um, getting support, you know, and, and there's therapy out there, there are other people that are struggling, and I think like just stepping out and telling someone if you're struggling with anxiety or depression, um, even if it's, a fa- if it's a family member, more times than not, they have either dealt with that or they've known someone that have dealt with that. And people like to help people. Like it's a very human thing to um, kind of feel honored when someone reaches out for you to help. You know, like don't don't negate that because you're anyone is just so worthy of of um, living the best life that they can. And asking simply, simply asking for help, you know, before you get to the point of desperation where it's your only option. Mm. Um, it's just by simply asking people and and connecting and um, looking at the beauty of life. Much easier said than done, but it's one of those goals. It's one of those marathon goals for sure.
0: So time machine, you get in the time machine, you go back three years and you visit the Anna of Old. You have one minute.
1: What do you tell her? Everything's going to be okay. I'm going to give her a hug first. Tell her everything's going to be okay. Everything is exactly how it's supposed to be. Mm. Maybe tell her not be so scared, you know, fear or love. Which one is it going to be? You know, tell myself to choose love more often than not, um, than choosing fear, but just give her a hug and tell her that like you're about to embark on a beautiful journey and you make choices every day to stick with that or to not stick with it and, Uh, Yeah, choose love over fear. Definitely.
0: Good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, where can people reach you? Instagram handle,
1: Facebook, but. Oh, yeah. Um, My Instagram handle is. A Cob Salad. A underscore Cob C O B B Salad. Um, And then. You're on Twitter? I'm not on Twitter. Okay. I haven't been on Twitter in like five years. All right. Um, Yeah. And we'll post all your stuff on
0: on our thing. So, if you want to. This podcast will be available on uh, Apple Music, the podcast app on Apple, Google Play, anywhere you get podcasts. Check us out on our website, ConsciousStoic.com, our Instagram, at ConsciousStoic, our Facebook, at Conscious Stoic media, and also, am I missing one, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's all at consciousstoic.com. Uh, and we will put this website up, and you'll be able to reach out to Anna. And I really appreciate you for being on here. Yeah,
1: thank this you so much. This was a great episode.
0: I had an amazing time.
1: I did too. Thank you so much.
0: All right, everybody. That's have awesome. a great day.